Welcome to Brat University, a place where we talk about ethical bratting and kink 101 topics. But like any good university, there are some rules that need to be followed while you are here. This is an 18 plus podcast. So if you are under the age of 18, we ask that you stop listening now and come back when you are of age. Second, any of the knowledge in this podcast is based upon the knowledge, experience, and opinions of those who appear on the podcast. Please make sure that you are doing your own research following the listening of this podcast. And last rule, make sure to have fun and enjoy. Break a heart like an eggshell, cardiac arrest, a heart attack, go with tantrum, baby tell me up cause I'm a brat, I'm a handful, tell me devil pyro me, yeah, bitch I am one, throw a tantrum. Hello and welcome to Brat University, I am your professor Brattastic. And I am Tatiana the Chaos Brat. And today we are talking about the phrase kink is customizable. Um, I personally like this phrase. Um, I honestly didn't start hearing that until I was on kink talk. And honestly, I wish it was something that I had been more aware of prior to that. Yeah, I, I love that phrase because what is right and wrong for um, each person, dynamic, group of people, whatever, is going to differ. And what there are no specific rules to kink that other than the general, you know, safety, consent, awareness of what risk you're taking. There are there aren't rules of a sub has to be this way, a switch has to be this way, a dom has to be this way. And that's what's so fun about it. I think a big thing that hit home for me is, you know, how I did kink and, you know, what I expected. And then a big eye-opener was what I considered a dom to be. And... You know, I, for me, and this once again is like my personal experience and obviously based on like what I like, but I was like, a dom is supposed to, you know, create rules. A dom is supposed to like guide you and keep track of you and all of that stuff. But then I realized not every dom is like that. Not every dom wants to give rules or um, wants to reward or punish you. Some doms are just bedroom doms and don't do outside of the bedroom stuff. And I always thought, well that made you a fake dom you're not really a dom you're just a top that likes to call yourself a dom and then I realized how toxic of a view that was yeah um I definitely think I mean because I have talked girls before but I always say um I top in a dominant way because I'm not comfortable calling myself a dom um so I just say I top in a dominant way but definitely you know whether your kink lifestyle is, you know, the most high protocol TPE 24-7 thing you can think of, or if it's just something you do for fun, you know, like once a week, it it's still your thing. It's still your hobby, in lack of a better term. For some people, it's a whole lifestyle. For some people, it's not, and that's fine. Yeah, no, I ran into that, too, because me, like, I feel like kink is very much part of who I am. Like, I tried to do the vanilla thing, and I don't, I don't like it. Um, 
I've also tried to be with doms that, you know, are just bedroom dominance, and that's not a thing for me. And I assumed because these people didn't fit my mold that they weren't they weren't doms, mm-hmm. you know. And I, you know, and I I feel so like. I'm going to say I felt stupid. I'm not stupid, but I felt stupid considering yeah. I came into the community and, you know, I had all these people telling me, well, a sub is this and a sub is that. And I was like, no, like you can't just put subs in a box. And here I was doing the same thing to dominate people. And I was just like, you can't do that, Zoe. Like, like you can't just put yeah. doms in a box. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's unfair when people do it to S-types or D-types. And um, I think a huge thing is no one, when it comes to roles as a dom, you know, like if we were to say like sadist, daddy dom, whatever, everyone's a mix of things. So, like, you know... um, everyone is so different and that's not to say like you can't be compatible with someone unless your kinks match up perfectly and you both want the exact same thing at the exact same time um it it doesn't have to be like that if you want to enter a full dynamic that extends outside the bedroom things grow and develop in ways that you didn't really think they would i find myself saying like Wow, if someone had told me a year ago that I would be in 24-7 free use PPE dynamic, I would have been like, you are fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. I would never do that. And um, it just ended up naturally building. And um, it was definitely an interesting journey. Um. I like how you brought up, you know, people having different labels. And I think that, and it doesn't just apply to kink, but obviously given the podcast that we have, we're going to keep it here. But like labels are helpful, but I feel like they also can be detrimental in the community because, you know, I say that I'm a switch, but I am submissive most of the time. And I'm like, that doesn't make me any less of a switch like right now I have a submissive like and not just like in the bedroom like I have them required to tell me good morning to tell me what they ate for the day and like things like that and not that the fact that it's outside the bedroom is more important than anything but I'm just saying like you know I am like I I am a dominant to somebody and now when I'm not engaging with them, yeah, like I'm submissive most of the time, but I do like, I do enjoy being dominant. And someone would say, you know, it makes me feel like the whole thing with being bisexual. And like, if you're not 50 50, they're like, oh, well, yeah. you're not really bisexual. And I'm like, because as a bisexual person, I prefer men. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that doesn't make me any less bisexual. Like, I just lean more towards men yeah than women and um and i'm i'm the same i'm the same but opposite (laughs) lean more towards women than men but 
here I am with a a very tall British man <laughs> as my dom. I, I feel like for me that that's shifting a little bit where like women are becoming more prevalent but I don't know if that has something to do with like me running into a slew of asshole men recently oh so I'm like let's step back and process like is this really a thing or are you just sick of men right now (laughs) yeah sometimes I just had to take a step back and be like okay Tatiana I know you've had to deal with a lot of like especially being a person on the internet um weird creepy invasive men and i try so hard not to generalize but like i tell my guy friends sometimes you guys make it hard sometimes for me not to generalize mm-hmm. um some of you guys are weirdos mm-hmm. but um like uh who was I watching? I was watching Sunny Megatron, and if no one uh, knows who Sunny, Sunny Megatron, Megatron is, you need to like go follow them on TikTok. They have a podcast called American Sex, and uh, don't they have a book? They have a book. They've been in magazines. Like just Google Sunny Megatron and and find all the awesome things. Um, but they were talking about how like you could be a little and a dominant at the same time and i was like what a dominant little like that doesn't make sense and then like she explained a a scenario where that would be possible like let's say you're a princess and like your daddy's job is to like basically please you and do whatever you say so if you're like take me to go get ice cream like that's what they would do so basically you're you're kind of being like a spoiled little almost yeah and so I was like, oh, so like, and that brings me back to like the brat term. Like someone told me, I'm like, there's bratty doms. And I was like, bratty doms are a thing. And I was like, oh yeah, there are. And so it's interesting that like these, these labels, people want you to fit in this little box. Like littles can only be submissive or, you know, like these labels can only be this. And I think that labels can be limiting sometimes and if you don't fit inside that box then people judge you or chastise you because you're not doing it the way that they think that you should yeah exactly and um you know someone asked me recently how does being in a 24 7 brat dynamic work out for you and um I usually say it, it's a lot of fun and we laugh our asses off um, a lot of the time. But also, you know, it requires a lot of negotiation. And I know probably most doms I know would not be as interested in the level of bratting that my dom loves. Um, and so when people ask that, I'm like, well... I don't know it's just kind of who we are it's it's right. what's natural for us and of course there are people who are like well you're not a real sub if you're not obeying and uh, you know I it's just well we do things differently and if we're both enjoying it and getting a laugh out of it and really satisfied in where we are in our relationship and dynamic like why do you care? I'm going to use a thing that, like, 
the doms on tiktok have said that like if you're bratting and your dom likes it you're just doing what your dom told you to do so you're not really a brat and i always hated that because i'm like no don't 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 flip that on me um but it's kind of true i always tell people bratting is and i just i just did a podcast with somebody talking about bratting and i was like it's simulated disobedience you're not actually like let's say you have a rule to i don't know go to bed at eight you're not staying up till 10 o'clock on purpose every single night just to piss them off because that's not what you agreed upon yeah um but you know i could see me as a brat pushing the limits like oh no it's 8 10 and i'm not in bed yet and i might be like grabbing something to drink or something but i'm like oh no it's 8 10 you know something something like that you're never like just yeah. outright breaking the rules now i now there might be dynamics out there where that is okay but from my personal experience which is kind of what this podcast is based off of my knowledge that i've found um and just talking to other brats and my own personal experience no one just is like hey give me the rules and i'm just going to outright break them bend them push them but i i've never met a brat that's just like yeah fuck your rules yeah i you know i think i've said this before we have our bratable and non-bratable rules so you know the ones i can push back against or the ones i can kind of argue a little bit or even sometimes break um, for a punishment or something like that. Um, but then, you know, there are the non-bradable ones where it's like, hey, it's not it's not cute, funny, and, like, teasing when you push this rule or break this rule. Like, this one is here for your own good. It's, it, it's not part of, like, I don't know, the cute stuff. I don't know what other word to use. The flirting, the the kink. That'd be like me going, you know, one of my rules is to take my meds. Like, I have to take my meds. And it'd be like, well, I took some of them. Like, that's not even, you know, like, that's not something that is bendable or pushable or breakable in any way. Like, I will get in trouble for not taking my meds. Yeah. And like one of my bradable rules is like I can't stick my tongue out at him. Sticking my tongue out, he knows this is a just an automatic reaction I have. So the only purpose for that rule really is one like one of those kind of reminder rules because we are 24/7 of the whole kind of ownership thing um that helps me feel really secure. But then also, is he deeply hurt by it? No, not at all. Like, it, it's more of a rule there for a punishment. But I, I love this kink is customizable thing. Um, we'll probably do a whole episode on it, but like the big hot button thing I keep seeing around um, TikTok at least is the need for safe words and uh, aftercare and people being like, well, if you don't use safe words, you know, you're not being safe, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, 
well, it depends on the relationship. Like me and my nesting partner, like granted they're there and I, and I can use them, but it rarely, rarely happens because he just kind of knows me and he knows where I need to stop. And we do. And once again, it's not to say that like, I don't have safe words or that I can't use them, but for the most part, when we play, I don't play with safe words because he, he just knows. And I mean, I wouldn't recommend doing that with someone you just met. Like, not no, in any but, way, but, you know, in my dynamic, I think if someone heard that, like, yeah, I don't really play with safe words, they'd be like, oh, my God, you don't have safe words. And I'm like, I've been with him for two years and he and I played prior like a few years ago. So it's like it's not like he doesn't know me or, you know, anything like that. And so I'm just like. I have that level of trust where I'm just like, I don't feel that I need them, but I know that they're there just in case. Yeah. And I'm somewhat similar, I would say, because we are at a level where we know each other well enough that we can basically check in and say if we're during scenes without having to really yank ourselves out of the scenes really hard. Um, like, and it's just a communication thing and something that's come down to learning each other, learning our nonverbal signals, um, being comfortable talking to each other and being vocal. Um, and yeah, like it took a lot of practice, but I have my safe words but I don't need to use them all that often because usually it doesn't get to the point where I need to say for it. Um, I did the other day. It was it was in a text message because my partner was, was sending flirty, naughty text messages. And there's been a recent change in my life that something that used to be okay no longer was and I didn't want like the flirty fun to stop so I yellowed just to be like hey I don't really like that can we can we not do that and then and then it proceeded but like I swear that was like the first time I'd safe hoarded in like a good in a, in a good while but like I said you know they're there in case I need them we made up one for when we we're in public because he likes to he likes to mess with me and yeah. it's it's not even really kink related like when we get into our uh episode about bratty doms like i have a lot of stuff i could say about him but oh yeah you know he likes you know messing with me and there are some times where i'm like i just don't want that anymore and so you know i think it, for me it felt weird to be like read in public because i'm like why would i say that and so like my public safe word is amethyst and um because my favorite yeah, that, show that, is that's Steven more Universe. casual than red <laughs> um because i could easily i talk about steven universe a lot which is why i was trying to explain like my uh, okay. favorite tv show is steven universe so i could tie that into a sentence okay and it wouldn't seem weird so like um if i'm being bothered i'll be like you know i'll bring up her character but like he knows what i'm doing mm-hmm. 
So I don't just say amethyst and leave it and leave that. Okay. Like, no. But he knows when that's said, like, out of the blue, or I bring, like, that up out of the blue, her specifically. Like, he's like, oh. So, but you know i guess i could add red to something but like god forbid we're at the store like look at like a color's different when like you're out mm-hmm. looking at things but i'm like if i'm at the grocery store i have no reason to talk about an amethyst like there's no reason for that to... yeah you could be like look at that red tomato <laughs> right um i've done that like clothes shopping like, I went and I was buying him shirts, and I literally said, like, oh, I got you this red one. Like, I don't want him to accidentally think, like, oh, shit. Like, you know, I was like, red, when you're out shopping or doing something, can be harder to mingle into conversation. Whereas me talking about my favorite TV show that I literally will talk about pretty much with anyone at any time, and it's not unusual for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it goes better. But back to the the kink is customizable thing i think it's really important for newbie people to know that that like your kink might not look like somebody else's and that's okay like you shouldn't look at one person and be like i want to be just like them because you could change you could develop and you know people need to understand that as long as both or all parties depending on how many people you have involved are consenting you know then then i say have fun unless whatever you're doing is like unless it's a felony you know well i don't Uh, know it depends because in some places i don't know if kink is ever a felony but i know in some places kink is illegal oh yeah for sure but i guess i am talking if you're going out and hurting other people or uh causing a ruckus and committing crimes in public that's right. where it becomes a little bit of an issue um right more than we'll a see if bit. you're if you're harming other people outside your dynamic you do not have consent from them and so you already like just butchered the the first rule of kink which is you know consent like you need that from everybody yeah and i think something a lot of newer kinksters because a lot of them find out about kink through TikTok now. Um, which is, un- like, it's good, which, but also unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, I do think there are some things that are talked about on kink talk that um, a lot of newbies maybe should learn the basics first before they learn all the nuance. Um, kind of like how you learn the steps to the quadratic equation before you actually learn the equation. Um it very much depends on the topic though but i think when you're a newbie kinkster listening to the basic 101s of it you know safe words aftercare all that stuff is very important but as you go through your kink journey you'll realize that your needs are different every partner's needs are different and the way you want to play and form a dynamic is not going to look like someone else I will also tell people not to get caught up in labels. Like, I call myself a brat. Now, is that the only part of me? No. I am also a service sub. Like, I love doing domestic tasks. Like, going to get food. um, Giving drinks. 
Uh, I like making sure the bed is made, things like that. Uh, I'm also a pet. I'm also a little. Like, there, there are a lot of other things in there besides a brat. Now, I label myself as a brat because it kind of finds its way into everything except my service. Like, when I do that, there, there's no bratting in my service. But in pretty much every other thing that I do you know i'm i'm bratting and so like that's where i get my label from but i feel like people shouldn't be caught up in labels or if they're doing something and they find they can't find a label that fits them and i'm like that's that's totally fine you don't have to find a label um for them so i just i caution people in getting caught up in in labels as well like getting themselves caught up in labels yeah, like something I did uh, with a bunch of the subs the other day was say, hey, if you could make a pie chart of who you are, um, just because there are a lot of a, a lot of people I know, they're like, oh, well, I can really only be one thing. Like, my identity has to fit into this one box. And it's like, no, like, you could be 7.5% pet. You could be, you know... 12.6% little you could be um, right. 53% service sub like it was just a fun thing to do where people were all like wow I didn't realize like there are so many pieces of uh, who I am as a sub and it was really interesting to see people's responses and realizations through that not that once again, I recommend people doing it, but because it was such a craze for a while, the BDSM test, honestly, I feel like was a great way of showing that. Like, it didn't just say, well, you're this percent sub and this percent dom, or like give you one title. It was like, here's a percentage of all of these different things that, you know, are you. And, you know, Brat was at you know obviously at the top of the li of the list like a hundred percent but you know oh yeah I like rope but I don't consider myself a rope bunny at all and you know with this particular test it was confirmed because like rope bunny is towards the top because obviously a lot of the dominant stuff is at the bottom but um you know it's it's not very high like I enjoy it but it's not something I actively seek out all the time mm -hmm. um but. You know, so don't don't get caught up in labels like they at the end of the day, they really don't matter. I just find that labels help when you're trying to, I would say, find a partner. It, it can become easier, um, like um, compare it to my sexuality for a second. Like I actually explained this to someone at my job. I wore a shirt because, you know, it's Pride Month and um it had all these different flags on it and the funny thing was even though they were a lesbian they're just like well why do we all need these different flags why can't we just have one and i was like well technically the rainbow flag is for everybody but i said okay think about this let's say we all had one flag right and um they're a lesbian and I identify as bisexual but if we all had one flag you wouldn't know that you know, like yeah. they clearly only like women and I like, you know, multiple genders. And so I'm just like having one flag doesn't doesn't explain that enough. 
and so it becomes an easy identifier and the same thing with like labels and kink i'm just like you know if i see someone's profile and they put daddy at the top i'm like okay that gives me a good start you know especially if like a daddy is what i'm looking for yeah um and and also i think it's just kind of fun like oh it is i'm one of those people who loves taking like those little quizzes and stuff and um just looking into everything like that and also you know like with some tests where it said like oh I remember at the beginning of my kink journey taking the BDSM test um it it was saying you know that I had a high percentage of degradee and I was I was kind of like oh what really is that so it it helped me figure out more um, that's the only reason I might tell someone to look at the BDSM test. Like, it's been shown that it's very, like, biased for, like, gender and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, but I and, do and tell it's people... it's so obvious. Yeah, I do tell people it's a good jumping-off point as far as, like, finding what your interests are. You know, even if, like, you don't take the percentages at the end, looking at different things and figuring out, how in into this am I? You know, when they give you the scenarios. And I'm like, so I always say, don't just take the BDSM test and be like, oh, that's what I am. Like, no, it's a good jumping off point. So maybe you take, like, the top three things and research into them to see if, like, it's something you're super interested in. Like, I would say do that with it. Because much like you, that's what I did. There were some things that were up there and I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And so I went and looked it up. Yeah, I think it's a well-made test with with the way it breaks down the results and how thorough it is. Um, but the way they translate your answers into the results and some of the questions are just so dumb. Um, and yeah, so I feel like it it's good, but it needs to be updated. <laughs> um. I would also say, so this this might be kind of controversial, and I, I don't know if it's going to be, but with kink being customizable, be ready for the fact that you might not fit into a certain group. And I have my own personal experience with that because I, you know, have my community here and my behaviors here seem to be just fine. Never had an issue. I went with a different group and it was a huge issue. And so I'm just like, you know initially it kind of made me question everything but i was just like maybe it's just not right for this group of people and that's okay because like you said kink is customizable not every group is going to be okay with the way you do things and that's okay um and you know so it, it it it's okay if like you know Um, I've gone to munches with groups and I'm just like, "Mm, this is not a good fit and that's okay. Like, don't think because, you know, you don't fit in well with like your local community, maybe like that, you know, that doesn't mean you're, you're a bad kinkster, I guess. Yeah, no, exactly. And, um, cause there, there's a, a good portion of. Uh, the leather community that is not a fan of me because of the way I do things and being a brat and XYZ that's okay you know if they're having fun the way they're doing things 
I would just like them to let me have fun about the way I'm doing things. Right. I I've run in that into that too. Uh, I've never actually like really been in the leather scene at all, but in my area there tends to be a lot of older kingsters and even though old guard's not a thing, we are all are all still like aware of kind of like what it is and it's basically the mentality of this is a sub, this is a dom, and, like, I didn't fit in with that group. And so, but that's okay. We just had, you know, differences of the way that we should go about things. Um, this group didn't believe in switches. They just said switches were actually subs that just topped occasionally, and you can't be a dominant if you're then going to turn around and submit to somebody. It was it was a whole thing. Yeah. Um, but and that's okay. You don't always have to to, to fit uh, with every single group. And so um, I would say be wary or not wary, but aware of that 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 might happen. And that's okay. Things happen. And you know, once again, if you're doing things consensually and ethically, um, I would say you know, do you? Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, take all the safety measures you can. Be as safe as possible. Be a, Make sure everything's as consensual as possible. Well, not as possible. I should not have said it as possible. Everything must be 100% enthusiastically consensual. Um, correction. But, um, yeah, it, it doesn't necessarily matter what people think because it it's not some right and wrong kind of thing it's not like a job where if you break some written in stone kink rule you're gonna get sent to HR and fired like right. that's not how it works well I think we've had a very productive uh session today um is there any little last tidbits that you would like to add on this topic of kink is customizable um stay safe and don't get too wild make sure you do your research definitely um i'm always um what is it education before exploration uh type person so um I guess my last tidbits are just things we talked about throughout the entire episode. Just don't get caught up in labels. And as long as you have consent, I say, do you? Yep. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us today. And we hope to see you next time. Class dismissed. Ding, ding, ding. like what you heard then make sure to never miss a class you can find us on one of your favorite podcatchers which include apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, podbean spotify and good pods you can also find us on twitter and tiktok at brat university make sure to look in the show notes below to join our discord server we can't wait to hear from you